0: CHAPTER 10 CHRISTMAS DINNER Seeing only chaos and bloodshed, it seems, in the past days, my home port was a satisfying welcome. Briefly, I thought back to the first day, waiting anxiously for my turn to board an ill-fated ship. Now back home, things feel better. Slowly my heart feels calm, my body poised and head clear, knowing that I have achieved my goal, survive the adventure. Watching the blacksmith and our new friends, I know that my wife and pups will receive the best Christmas gift possible when I arrive. The ship glides into port, blacksmith John and Scotty begin with finding a ride back to the shop, and the father, captain, and I begin unloading our goods. Luckily for us, the day is cold, but no snow, which should make for an easy and swift trip on the dirt roads. It's almost mid-afternoon, and the ship is secured and paid up at the dock waiting for the captain's return. Scotty looks at it, beaming with hope, that soon when they come back to this point, he can spend some real time with his own father the way they should. He asked if I could come back with them when all this was over. Of course he knows I will always be here, and he could visit me at his delight. Before we separate, though, we're going to be together on this very special day of the year. In my mind, he is family, but I must care for mine until the time comes where they care for me. As we all move closer to our destination, everyone is in a cheery mood and anxious to see the predicament of the blacksmith's home. I had no way of explaining what may await them when they get there, so they were preparing for anything. We enter the small town of his home and business, two brick pillars welcoming the visitors, beautiful copper awnings jeweled by the smith himself, curling at its sides. Brown dirt pebbled roads guiding us past small homes of the townspeople and in the distance vast fields spotted with some patriarchal chateaux so popular to the surrounding areas. The broadleafed maple and acorn trees, now shedding their last dying leaves before true winter sets in, lined along our route stretching high above. It was a cool sunny day, with the feeling of snow in the air. Well, we arrived, we all, slowly step out of the long, four-man horse carriage. We lined up in front of the tall, black doors of John's home. My eyes focused instantly on a small window into the home, like an eye meeting mine as I wait to rid this area of a thief not welcomed and regain true safety my family deserves, my dear family surely waiting patiently in the attic over the garage. Before I left, I uncovered plenty of food for Penelope. The pups still suckled till their mother's nipples would be well taken care of and have enough milk. For whatever reason, I was frozen still, like watching a play unfold in front of me. The men, one right behind the other, entered through the front door. Loud voices echoed in the air, and a shocked, bloody, and terrified drunk thief stumbled out of the door where they entered, smashing down into the hard, rocky side of the street. The captain followed. He was cursing him along the road and assured his return will never happen again. The house was rid of its sinister dweller. After the small play ended, I was finally able to move, and like a flash of light, I raced to the back. I flew up the familiar stairs, and I left only a few weeks ago. After such a long stretch, I suddenly found myself back home in the arms and warm bodies of my sweet Penelope and the little ones. In unison, my three little sons and one daughter shouted with excitement that I'm back, and that I made it just in time, in time for Christmas Day, tomorrow. Unaware with all the happenings and the adventure to get the blacksmith back, I realized today was indeed Christmas Eve, a cherished day to be with family and enjoy time in winter's peace. So exhausted, I fell asleep in my own bed, awoke to the sound of chatter and barks a sweet music my pointy ears longed for. I headed downstairs to see a magnificent feast prepared in a candlelit pine tree decorated for the holiday. Apparently, all morning, the men in my family let me sleep through the preparation and surprised me with the love I could ask for on this special day. It was only noon and the feast began with the most welcome splendor. Roast of course, which steamed and smelled of heaven. Thick green beans on the sides, sweets decorated by sugar, and ten types of fresh bread gathered from the corner baker. This truly was a feast for the rich. Captain Foreman spared no expense as they drank the town's finest wine and pulled out dark full cigars to accompany the true strong port wine for dessert. Eating and being merry through the midday I spent much of the time with my dears I missed most. Thinking back now on my decision to leave my family in search of a far-off destination only to return with hopes that order could be restored, I knew it was time to surrender my adventures for future generations. Now my next adventure would start with my family and friendships to bring in the new year. My only wish this Christmas is that they rejoin us again and again on this special day. The night was coming. Our bellies full and our last surprise of white flakes silhouetted the gardens outside. A white Christmas at last.